I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's April 19. Do you know where your 2021 Pittsburgh Baseball Club is? Because my understanding is that this catastrophe was supposed to be well underway at this point. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football. And or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. The Pirates beat the Brewers yesterday in Milwaukee 6-5 to in 10 innings. Three-run bomb for Colin Moran. Two-run bomb, all caps, for Brian Reynolds to like the third deck of the House of Horrors. And then Moran came through in the 10th with another big hit, another RBI. Richard Rodriguez pitched two innings, the ninth and the tenth, to seal it up. It's impressive. I mean, it's okay to say this. I get the sense that everybody's really afraid. Everybody's tiptoeing around this right now. Yeah, I mean, it's nice. They won. Uh, we're we're still expecting many, many, many terrible things to come. But this was this was good. Let's enjoy this while it's here. That that's that's the sense I'm getting. In my many communications with listeners, viewers, readers, whatever it happens to be. Everyone's tiptoeing. Everyone's afraid. Everyone's afraid. Oh, no. This is where it's going to go bad. Now they're going to Detroit. It's going to go bad in Detroit. Oh, my. The Tigers are terrible. They'll play down to the Tigers. And everything will be bad again. And then things can be normal again. (laughs) Am I doing this right? I mean, they're playing good ball. You know, just take it for what it is. They're playing good ball. I'm not satisfied with probably about, oh, I was going to say 50%. Let's say 55% of what I see from this team on a regular basis, I'm dissatisfied with. Principally, the starting pitching when it's Chad Cool like he was yesterday. Trevor Cahill's just awful. I don't have any use for these guys or how they pitch, but I also don't really have any strong feelings about it because neither of them is going to mean much to this team. If the worst thing that's happening to your team that's building with youth is that the old guys stink or the older guys and the rest of them are carrying the load... My friends, this is a positive. This is how you want this to be occurring. You want Reynolds to be the one coming up with the big hits, reaching base four times the way he did yesterday. You want the younger players to make a difference. And for the most part, 
so far, that's what we've seen. <clears throat> People say that their their hitting is way above expectations. They're hitting the ball way better than we thought they would. Are they? Are they? I, I, my own stance on this was that I believed that 2019 offensively was more real than 2020 for a lot of these guys. Now, that's been the case for Reynolds. It most certainly hasn't been for Kevin Newman, who seems hell-bent on losing his job at shortstop. But we're seeing everybody else really kind of just performing at career norms. I guess you could say Moran is above that. Except that, again, if you go over his history, he hits home runs to all parts of the field. So the couple of oppo shots that he hit in Milwaukee this weekend aren't really great outliers for him. Jacob Stallings has kind of always hit at a decent level, 250, 260, whatever else. Adam Frazier's been a guy who's been a little bit streaky over his career, but he's hit. You know, and, and if you think about it, really, the offense that's occurring right now in front of us is doing so without Kebrian Hayes. It might as well be without Newman and without any trace of a sentient center fielder. Like, nobody can play this position in this organization. Which is why Reynolds had better stick there. But the offense is, I don't even know that it's, I don't think it's overachieving. I, I, I think it's got another gear. I really do. Pitching-wise, you have to split it into, into, into two facets here because the starters, I mean, as has been the case throughout baseball history, you don't judge them as a, as a lumped-together group. It's whoever takes the mound that day. J.T. Brubaker is looking like he's ready to make something of himself this season. He had his 2020 to make his adjustments to the majors, to take some lumps, which he did, but to pitch with some attitude which he did at times in 2020, but he's doing now every time he takes them out. He's fun to watch. He's attacking. I wish all these guys would, would watch him and learn from him. The problem with the rotation right now is that you you have certain individuals, Mitch Keller, I mentioned Trevor Cahill, Chad Cool. I can't stand watching Cool pitch. Just can't. It's such a tooth pull. You know, Cahill's at least... I mean, he knows what he has at this stage of his career. He Again, he doesn't even matter. He's just going to put junk up there, and if you hit it, you hit it. He's not going to sweat. Cool is just a nervous wreck out there. Tough, tough, tough to watch that. So I, I don't have a ton of faith in the existing rotation. You know, if you're waiting for every time that Brubaker or Tyler Anderson takes the mound, that's going to be rough. And I'm in favor of seeing Miguel Yahure and Will Crow and Cody Ponce and some other guys work their way into this rotation. Not all at once necessarily, but get them into the mix. There's nothing to be gained from watching Cahill out there. Or for that matter, cool. You know, long relief it is. So the rotation, it, to me, is a dissatisfaction for the most part. Bullpen's been awesome. Bullpen's been awesome. This portion of Daily Shot 
of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at the North Shore Tavern. It's right across Federal Street from PNC Park, right next to Mike's Beer Bar, a companion venture, both owned by Mike Sukic, both working out of the same kitchen. Different feels to them. Mike's is a just what you'd think. It's a beer place, more than 500 beers, 80 local taps. North Shore Tavern is the Pirates Bar. North Shore Tavern is the place that's wall to wall, and I mean that in the literal sense, pirates everywhere you go in there. They've also got steak on a stone, which has to be experienced. I could describe it for you here, but until you cook your own steak, until you slice it up and then cook the thing on the stone, on the 800-degree stone, you're not going to know what it is that I'm talking about. Pay them a visit, North Shore Tavern. Good, good people. The bullpen has been awesome. Have I mentioned that yet? I, I can't say enough good things about this. I'm talking about my level of satisfaction here. Look, Chris Stratton gave up a two-run bomb yesterday. That was not well-timed. Okay, and he's had a couple of hiccups here, but if Chris Stratton on any given day is your weak link, and he's been pretty good since coming to Pittsburgh, at least after some initial hiccups, then you're doing pretty well. The best part about this pen, I think, has been that Derek Shelton's been able to mix up the usage and by that I mean front end, back end, closing, one inning, two innings, like he got out of Rich Rod yesterday. All of that's that's a big, big positive for a manager, but it's also a big positive from the developmental standpoint. Those guys get to be out there in a lot of different situations. And whether or not that means that they're going to play a part in Pittsburgh's future, or that enhances their value for a trade for prospects from Ben Charrington. It's nothing but good, good, good things. And you know what? To their credit, the Pirates as a whole, are you can tell they're feeling better about themselves. Not that they were ever you know, mopey or woe is us or listening to all the predictions of 120, 130 losses and everything else here. They actually had a little bit of an air of defiance when they came out of spring training in that regard. Then they start one and six, though. And then it's like, oh, geez, are you kidding me? They might not win 40 games all year. They didn't have that. They didn't have that attitude. I asked Shelton at the point of two and six when they finally broke out of that streak if he felt that that was a necessary thing and he kind of tilts his head and looks at me and goes uh, DK it's like the first week of the season and <laughs> good for him that was the right attitude to have and I get the sense that that's the attitude that's all through the clubhouse they should feel good about themselves listen to Shelton yesterday in Milwaukee yeah, I, I think it's big. I mean, when you start a road trip and we're on, you know, a ten-day road trip, and you you win the first series against a really good club, and you know, and the one thing about it is we didn't beat the back end of their bullpen, but we they used their entire bullpen, and which, which is really good. I mean, the guy that pitched for the ninth for him is probably one of the better left-handers in the game. Um, so yeah, it's important for us. I didn't know the 2018 thing, but for our club to continue to play well, continue to fight back, you know, you you give up. 
you get a two-run homer to go up 5-3, you give up one, and then to come back in a situation and, and go right back, uh, it's extremely important for our club. Good for them. You know what? Good for them. Play good baseball, get better, have fun this summer. It doesn't seem like it's, you know, some astronomical leap on any of those three fronts. Not anymore. When we come back, just one question. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that comes today from... The self-dubbed Maddie Cupcakes, who asks, is this sustainable for a season? I'm going to say something that's going to get eye rolls here. I actually don't like most of what I'm seeing. I don't know how else to put that without sounding ridiculous. Look, I, I have to rewind here a little bit to what created the ridiculously low expectations for this group. They didn't seek these expectations. They didn't set them, certainly. This came from the outside. This came from the public. And I have no doubt at all that they originated with the payroll. Well, they were 19-41 and 41 last season, and all they did since then was cut payroll and trade known guys. Therefore, they will be even worse than 19-41, and 41, whatever that happens to be when you extrapolate it over a full 162-game season. What that line of thought ignores, though, is that a good many of the players on that 19-41 and 41 team either A, aren't around, or B, were going to be fairly easy to get right after having career lows. Brian Reynolds was not going to hit 183 again. If you were going to have any money to put down on any single aspect of the Pirates' 2021 season, betting on Reynolds would have been the safest thing you could have done because he's hit all his life. He's hit at every level professionally, college, high school, you name it. He's always, always, always hit. And that's how he's hitting now. To look at this whole thing and just say, this was that, and therefore, and they cut payroll, and then now, therefore, they're going to be an absolute disaster is the laziest form of analysis. And that's why I, I know that we... At our site at DK Pittsburgh Sports, take a lot of pride in being there and going there and seeing things and asking questions and finding out. And yeah, you do get some spin and you do get some this and 
you know, misdirections and so forth. And everything's going to seem happier and more positive when you're around the team. And I, and I understand that and I'm wary of it. For as long as I've been in this business, I remain wary of it. But I did go to Bradenton and I watched these relievers throwing bullets and I shared with you here on Daily Shot of Pirates and I shared on DK Pittsburgh Sports, this bullpen is going to be terrific. Oh, how can you say that? There's no closer. Look at the payroll. Look at the payroll. Because I was watching them throw. That's how. I was watching David Bednar throw the first week before they even got into grapefruit games. And everyone's standing behind a batting cage going, how'd we get this dude? He came, by the way, he was one of the, the guys in the in the Joe Musgrove deal from the Padres. Nobody talked about him at the time. Everyone was all in on Hudson Head, this center fielder. Bednar was just one of multiple throw-ins in that deal. This is really, really good work by this new general manager. I saw some of it. I've seen more. Wait till you see Miguel Yohure. You'll forget Trevor Cahill ever existed. You might forget that Chad Cool ever existed. Not that he won't take his bumps and everything else. He's got the best off-speed stuff in the entire organization, top to bottom, including in Pittsburgh. And he's got the composure to match. So is it sustainable? I mean, I'm tempted to answer, no, it actually should be better than this. That's my answer, Maddie. I appreciate the question. And I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one tomorrow. At Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.